live from Madison tonight, and Zach Heilprin is here. Not, not, not actually. He's not actually here. He actually did not answer my text, so he is not here tonight. That's a bummer. It's not a, it's not a joke. I wish he was here. I'm actually quite hurt. He didn't answer my, didn't answer my text. <laughs> That's fine. No guests tonight, so we have plenty of time to chat and so much to talk about. The Packers are playing for a playoff spot. That is unbelievable. I even have a Brewers topic that I want to discuss tonight. But first, just a couple things I want to talk about. This is a crazy week. I don't know if you follow politics, but in the political world, maybe you've seen this. They're attempting to elect a new Speaker of the House. They're trying. Uh, they're really trying their darndest. They are. California Representative Kevin McCarthy has now come up short in 13 straight votes, at least it was 13 when I checked about an hour ago. Maybe that became 14. Now, you might think that the Democrats and the liberals are enjoying this. However, I can assure you there's no one happier about what's going on right now in this votes than the Packers and Packers fans and Packers owners. Here's why. Because Kevin McCarthy is showing that you can repeatedly fail at something more often than the Packers have failed in the NFC Championship game. It can be, <laughs> it can be done. It's possible. How do you like that? Yeah, it is possible. Kevin McCarthy is showing us. Was it four and seven years, four and eight years? Yeah, Kevin McCarthy making the Packers look good. Okay, in other news, according to the Associated Press, and I just saw this today, this last September, a Brewers fan passed out in the bushes outside of American Family Field after a game, and upon awakening, entered the team's clubhouse, stole electronics, a credit card, team memorabilia, and other items. Items, according to a criminal complaint, and now we have court records of this as well. So let me get this straight. This guy breaks into the Brewers Stadium and gets an ESPN article. I do this at a lacrosse loggers game, and all I get is a stern talking to and a disorderly <laughs> conduct ticket. I didn't I didn't even get an article in the lacrosse tribune. What, what am I doing wrong? This is terrible. Hardly seems fair for this guy, though. Like, who among us has not left a brewer game seven Miller lights deep and thought, man, the bushes. Oh, those bushes look good. Look at them. You ever taken a nap in the bushes? Not even in college. Let those without sin be the first to throw a stone in this situation. That's what I say. And lastly, according to a website that I had never seen until this week, allaboutcats.com reports that Taylor Swift's cat, which is named Olivia Benson, which is hilarious, two names, is reportedly worth $97 million. Now, that number accounts for lots of things. Instagram interaction and other ventures. Not really sure how they factor in other ventures into a cat's net worth. But all I can think about reading this story is let's get this cat a stake in the Brewers. Let's come on. Get him in there. A little ownership stake. That's how we get a Corbin Burns extension. <laughs> we got a great show. This league is not, there's not going to be any easy ones. And I think we've seen that already with other games in the league for the most part. And uh, we'll just take care of business and move on to next. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. It's hard to win in this Packers, league. Brewers, Badgers, it's Bucks. Hard the Wisco Sports Show is league. on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. God, it's so hard to win in this league. I'm hanging out in our Madison affiliate today, WOZN. God, this studio rocks. So many microphones in here. Let me see. One, two, three, four. Four microphones, and I couldn't get one 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 of the fellas from Madison to join me for the show tonight. So these microphones are just going to waste. I invited Zach Heilbrin. He did not answer. That's fine. That's just how he shows people he loves them. As I tweeted out before the show started, Zach, if I got married tomorrow, you're still in my wedding. Don't worry. 
You can turn me down as many times as you want. You can leave me on red. Hell, don't even open my message. It's fine. It won't break the bond that we have. I love being in Madison, and I thought of Ben Kenny as I came into town because I was driving on the Beltway, and the express lane was not open, which was fine. Traffic wasn't bad, but I felt like I missed a little bit of the Madison experience because all I ever hear about from Ben Kenny is how semis go through the express lane at 80 miles an hour, and that hardly seems like what the what the express lane is for. I, I just, you know, I want the Madison experience when I come here, and, you know, I, I get my Madison experience mostly through my coworkers who, again, aren't here, and I, I feel like my, my Madison experience, from what I hear, coming down the Beltway, uh, left a little bit to be desired tonight, but that's okay. That's fine. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I hope you've had an awesome day and your week is wrapping up nicely. A lot of Packers Lions tonight. We got to talk a lot of Packers Lions because it's a de facto playoff game. And as Aaron Rodgers somewhat correctly stated, literally he's correct, but in 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 theory and practice, I don't know if he's exactly on the money. On Tuesday, he told Pat McAfee, "Hey, we're hosting a playoff game on Sunday night." And I had never thought about it that way, but he's basically right. Sunday night football Packers Lions It might be a true playoff game. It might be a true win and in. We'll have to see what happens with the Seahawks earlier in the day. The Lions could also be fighting for a playoff spot. Maybe, maybe not. But that doesn't change things for the Packers. Win and they're in. So that's what I want to talk about tonight for almost the entire show. And I'd love for you to join me. 608-796-2558. Wisco Chad texts in and says, bad joke. I told three of them and they were all bad. So I I don't know which which one you're referring to, Chad. I'm not a stand-up comedian. You're not going to get real jokes all of the time. You're just you're going to get whatever I can crank out at the last second. 608-796-2558. Twitter at Wisco Grant. I actually want to start with a tiny little Brewers thing and not the story of the guy passing out drunk and then somehow breaking in and stealing things, including memorabilia. And I guess this guy got Craig Council's shaving kit as well, which, hey, I mean, you're only in the Brewers Clubhouse once. Grab all you can. It's like a, it's like one of those sales at Menards. I mean, you fit into a bag. I'm all for it. Good for this guy. He's gonna, you know, maybe do some community service or pay a fine. But who hasn't passed out in a bush? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fault this guy. The Brewers thing that I actually want to talk about is a signing that they made yesterday. Although it's not a true signing, I think they traded cash considerations for this guy, which is weird. It's not. <laughs> It's not a free agent signing, but it might as well be because they, they gave up money, but it was through a trade, whatever. Bryce Wilson, right-handed pitcher from Pittsburgh, right? And this is a, a fairly run-of-the-mill Brewers thing, right? They give up limited resources for an arm that they see a little bit of prop, uh, process in and prospects in, like eh, there's some potential there. We're going to buy low and, and see if we can't, you know, turn this investment into something nice. The Brewers are the, the house flippers of Major League Baseball. They see something that eh, might have a little little potential with a little work, and they go for it. And that's what they've done. Again, they kind of did that with Wade Miley, although he's been here already, so that feels a little different. Bryce Wilson yesterday. I was reading Adam McKelvey's tweets, and he tweeted, we're chatting with Bryce Wilson, former top prospect picked by the Brewers, blah, 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 blah. He's been working on uh, two priorities this winter, honing a uh, a splitter, splinter in the winter, and a new pitch, uh, including a splitter and a curveball. So he's talking about, you know, this tweet also caught my eye. Adam McCalvey tweeted, Wilson was told by the Brewers to come to camp to compete for the starting rotation. Now, this is probably what they tell everyone. This probably means nothing. This 99% assuredly means nothing. However, 
However, I just want to put it out there. I like doing this on the show. I like mentioning something, saying, put it in the back of your mind. We might come back to this. We might not, but just have this on your radar. Have this in the the filing cabinet in the back of your head. They paid for Wade Miley. They traded cash considerations for Bryce Wilson. Is anyone a little spooked at all that maybe they're adding some low-cost arms, some depth arms, because maybe they might be trading one of their more expensive arms or or one of their arms soon to become expensive? Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns. Again, 99% sure they're not doing that. However, I'm just looking at the evidence we have, folks. That's That's all I'm doing. I'm not trying to be hot take guy, not trying to be Mike Florio. Mike Florio is Mr. Conspiracy Theory with the NFL. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just saying the Brewers' weakness last year was offense. They couldn't hit the ball. And this offseason, yes, they traded for William Contreras, but they also lost Hunter Renfro. So I think they kind of just stayed where they were offensively. Recently, last two or three weeks, they've attacked pitching. It probably means nothing, but these are the things I think about when I lay my head on my pillow at night and I say my prayers and I say, oh, tomorrow will be a great day. I handled all my responsibilities for today. No reason that I shouldn't be able to fall asleep tonight with a clear head. And as I close my eyes, I think, well, what if the Brewers did bring in Bryce Wilson and Wade Miley in hopes that they could offload either Burns or Woodruff? Nah, I'm crazy. But then you try to go to bed and it, you know, it just sticks up there. Just that little thing that keeps you awake at night. So I just want to mention that to start the show. That's it. Just mention it. Maybe we come back to it. We probably don't. But if we come back to it, props to us because we were on it first, as we usually are on the Wisco Sports Show. Okay, before we get to the Packers, I want to mention a Vikings thing. I would like to congratulate all of us, not just myself, but all of us on this show, all of us Packers fans and owners alike, for being really mature this week. Because... There's a world in which I come on the air on Monday and make fun of the Vikings and call them hacks and call them frauds and make fun of their weenie of a first year head coach who keeps getting blown out and make fun of Kirk Cousins, that altar boy who uses tinfoil on his grill. Like we could have gone aggressive in on the Vikings and I could have said this win taints everything. Vikings fans, that 30 point comeback, all these last second wins, this magical season you're having. All of that goes down the tube. You know it, and I know it. I will say it. Maybe Vikings fans, you won't admit it, but this win ruins it all because this win devalued everything that's happened up until this point and really taints your prospects for the postseason. Could have said that. I guess I just did, but I said it as an example. We could have been jerks this week to Vikings fans, and there are a good amount of Vikings fans that listen to the show, so I didn't want to do that. I like this being a place for all fans. So we focused this week mostly on the good things the Packers are doing, Schematic changes being made by Joe Barry, the progression of the offense, things that Adam Stenovich and Matt LaFleur have been saying. We focused on the Packers. I do have to say, before we wrap this week up, and before the Vikings move on to the Bears in the postseason, and before the Packers move on to the Lions, I do got to say, Vikings fans, and I told this to the face of a coworker yesterday who I very much enjoy. He's a Vikings fan. I said, look, his name's Puck. I said, Puck, I respect what your team has done this year. My team barely, barely is in the playoff race. We were four and eight. I, I'm in no position here to, to throw aspersions on any team that's winning 12 or 13 games. But I told this Vikings fan, I said, buddy, your number one wide receiver can't get shut down on Sunday. And then in the postgame presser say, that should have been taunting. Mm, no, that I take issue with. That I, that I will push back on because that's a loser thing to do. I'm not with that. I'm not about that. I thought that was a very bad look. I thought it was very lame. And if I were, again, 
more of a jerk and wanted to annoy Vikings fans that listen to this show, I would have said that's the sign of a losing mentality of a loser franchise. Again, I won't say it, but I, I could. Some might say that. I thought that was a really poor look. One more thing I want to say about the Vikings and, and what's been said this week before we switch completely into Lions mode. Why are we still talking about cleats? Why, why are we still talking about the playing surface on Sunday night? This, by the way, gives me big deja vu vibes from 2019. Because remember when the Packers would get shelled in Matt LaFleur's rookie year? There would always be some storyline coming in the game. When, when they went out to, um, to uh, um, Los Angeles to play the Chargers, it's like, well... We went out on Friday, and I thought that would be okay, but there was some 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 players that didn't respect whatever. Remember, it was a, it was a thing, and it was kind of cryptic, and we never really knew what went on that Friday night. But it was well the travel schedule. We went out there, and that threw everything out of whack, and the players got distracted, and this and that. It was a thing. It wasn't just enough that the Packers got blown out by the Chargers in a game they were absolutely supposed to win. And it's not just that the Packers got waxed by the 49ers in San Francisco. It, that's not it. Every bad loss that the Packers took in Matt LaFleur's first season had some story. And it wasn't a story that was necessarily related to football. It was some other thing. Right, well, it was travel. It was a schedule. We went out on Friday instead of Saturday. All these different things. It's like, wait, wait, wait. You guys just got the doors blown off you by the Chargers. We're talking about travel. I don't want to hear about travel. I don't want to hear about your week of preparation. You guys were just embarrassed. It reminds me a lot of what we're seeing with the Vikings this week, right? It's like, well, the the playing surface. Man, you got beat by 40. And the Vikings, again, have won 12, 13 games. I, I can't criticize all the wins that they've racked up because they're wins that my Packers have not racked up. And I can say me because I'm an owner, my Packers. So I, I'm, not, I'm not throwing shade. I'm not casting aspersions on the Vikings, but... I just think since Sunday, it's been a bad look. And I bet a lot of Vikings fans would agree with me. Right? We're talking about, oh, it was a, it was a taunt. What? How old are you? I thought everyone hates the taunting rules in the NFL. I, I thought we all thought it was really lame. I thought we hated the way that the NFL officiates taunting. It's an emotional game. Let them play. Let them celebrate. And Justin Jefferson with a straight face is going to sit at his locker after the game, a game in which they were killed. He's going to say, well, I thought it was taunting. What? What, 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 what? I thought that was such a bad look. And ever since Sunday, we hear more about the cleats. I see another statement every day. Today, Kevin Seifert, who covers the uh, NFL for ESPN, ESPN Minnesota Vikings pro football reporter. I was going to say, I didn't think he was the Vikings guy, but Courtney Cronin used to be the Vikings guy and she's moved on. So maybe he's been reassigned anyways. He covers the Vikings and football at large. This was a statement from OC Wes Phillips. That's the offensive coordinator. I'm going to read it to you. We definitely have to take the conditions into account, and we have to be professional about whenever the environment or whatever the environment is we're playing in. The margin for error in this league is small, a.k.a. it's hard to win in this league. I assume you're talking about guys slipping on the ground. It was noticeable that it happened with us, and it didn't happen with them. It was something that was addressed, but guys got to understand the margin for error is so small. Hard to win in this league. It can't be like, oh, I'll get it next time. You know how many times we're going to have to play on a different surface or change surfaces to continue a drive? but we have to be professional about it. Whether it's technique at times, you cut off the wrong foot on any surface, you're going to fall down. But it was noticeable. It has been addressed prior to the game and post game. We've got to be better there. 
So this is the messaging that we're hearing from Vikings fans in the organization. It's like, well, we should have worn the right cleats, but that field was unbelievable. I, I tell you what, I didn't even notice it on Sunday. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even I didn't even notice it. I did not note at no point. I was like, wow, a lot of Vikings players are slipping. I wonder if they're wearing the right cleats. I also wasn't taunting police. And I guess Vikings players and fans were. It's just it, this this reeks to me of a football team that is not as good as their record indicates because I've seen it before. I saw it in 2019 with my Packers. The same sort of thing happened. I want to play for you a clip that I saw today, and I love this. I love this because Jamal Williams is a former Packer, and I loved him when he was in Green Bay. I think we all did. And I hope he plays in the NFL and has a long career because this guy's awesome. I'm glad he's in Detroit because he loves football. I think he's a big part of what Dan Campbell and the Lions have been doing. Here's Jamal Williams being asked about the surface at Lambeau because obviously he played there. The Vikings just made a big deal about it on Sunday, and now the Lions are coming to town. He was asked about it. Here's Jamal Williams. It's a 40-second clip. It's a back and forth. Sliding all over the place last week. Do you have any insight on the field conditions? That just put on the, the studded things and stop trying to look cute. That's it. That's it. Like, just play with the field. I understand people are scared to put them on. I don't know why. Honestly, I feel like it helps a lot. That's what helps me a lot when it's raining and it's muddy and all that. I'm like, just put on the stutters and go out there and play ball. Don't try to go out there and put on your little fancy cute shoes because they're cute, you know what I mean? Or whatever you think they are, and you out there slipping. And then after that, then now you got to use that as an excuse. So we don't want excuses. We want to go out there and perform and go out there with a dub. So we'll be ready for the field. There you go. That's a no-nonsense guy. That's a guy who just loves playing football. Physical, football. Loves the opportunity to get out there and play, beat guys up. I just, man, I love Jamal Williams. And I think, again, and I'll leave it here for Vikings fans. And I'm not trying to be this guy, but like you can't get your doors blown off by 40 and then talk about taunting penalties and cleats. We're moving on. We're on to Detroit. Let's talk about the Lions next. And you can join me, 608-321-1670. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at Wisco Grant. Wisco Sports Show, back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, my name is Grant Bills. Forgot to download my music onto the PC. I'm in the Madison studio today, our fight affiliate WOZN. Uh, and I'm just figuring out how to work the phone because that's a challenge every time I come in here. I guess our friend Zach Heilpern tried to call. I didn't know. And as I told Zach on Twitter, we don't all have an, an army of producers and interns to answer our phones all the time. Zach, Zach lives in a bit of an ivory tower day to day, and he doesn't understand how we operate from four to six every night. I, I think that's the case. <laughs> Maybe we'll be lucky enough to hear from Zach at some point tonight. Let's talk to our friend Badger Bloody Reviews, who's b- become a staple in our Twitter spaces throughout the week. Badger Bloody, can you hear me? Is this thing working? I can hear you. C- can you hear me? Did oh, you get that button figured out? I did, and you sound outstanding. How are you, Badger Bloody? What's up? Oh, I'm great. Just finishing up work for the day. Uh, just thought I'd call in. You know, long time, first time, and whatnot. Love it. Um, I'd like to comment on the Justin Jefferson situation from the weekend. Yeah. What an absolute clown move saying that that should have been a taunting penalty when the man took off his helmet and tried to Miles Garrett, a referee. It's really tough. 
It's tough. It's look, you can every once in a while you can have a bad game. I don't hold that against Justin Jefferson. The field was a little slippery. Like the the Packers got out, got a bunch of momentum early. I, I don't fault him. I think he's incredible. I think he's the best wide receiver in football. And even the best wide receiver in football has a dud of a game every once in a while. But you can't walk off the field from that game and be like, that guy taunted me. That's mm-mm. no, no, no. I must take a stand. I must bring it up on the show. I'm, I'm with you on that one. I thought that was really questionable, and you're right. Not everyone's going to go out there and just kill it every game. I wish his dud game had not been during the fantasy championships. Uh, had me sweating a little bit there as yeah. a uh, Justin Jefferson owner. That would have been better. Uh, hey, I got to say, man, you were killing it with the jokes uh, to open the show here. Are you, gonna, you getting the tight five ready to go do a set at the comedy club after the show? <laughs> Is there a... So, Badger Bloody Review, first of all, I don't know where you reside. You don't have to tell me. Uh, I don't know if there are any comedy... If there's a comedy club in Madison, I... I don't know. I, I know oh, they there s- is. Yeah. They sometimes on, you stand up on, in lacrosse, uh, but where is it in Madison? Yep, it's on State Street. It's called the Comedy Club. Oh, well, that's, you know, that's I know, easy to find. know, real creative name. <laughs> Perfect. That's what I love about this town. Everyone's so clever. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, could do a, I could do a type five. I, I like yeah, telling yeah. jokes I'm that sure if you, purposefully if you roll up are funny. and tell them who you are, they'll let you on. Well, that's absolutely not true. What do you think of Packers-Lions? Are you taking the Packers, I hope, please? I'm taking the Packers. You know, I was, I was on the done train with, you know, Bart and all the other people who were trying to be realistic fans earlier this season, but yeah. I'm all the way back in. I'm back on the bandwagon. I think that they've come this far. There's no way they're losing on Sunday, and I don't think it's going to be close. I know they're four-and-a-half-point favorites. That's kind of a lot of points in the NFL. I'm still not taking the Lions. I'm taking the Packers to win. I'm taking the Packers to cover. We're going to the playoffs, and we're going to see what happens. Um, a lot of people are saying we don't want the 49ers. Forget that. Bring on the Niners. Let's yeah. exercise those demons, baby. I feel like the the – I feel like all previous wisdom about the playoffs and, and the previous ways of thinking about the playoffs are out the window. You know what I mean? Like the last couple of years, the way we, we went in, we're so stressed. I don't want to see this team. I want to get the bye. I want to play at home. I want it to be cold. I, I don't even care. Just, whatever. Just, whoever we're playing on Sunday, I'm going to get excited about, and I'll hope for the best. I, I truly have no oh, expectations. For sure. And if they make the playoffs, they're essentially playing with house money at that point. Since They were dead in the water at, you know, at midseason. Dangerous. People had written them off a long time ago. Yeah, dangerous. That's a dangerous team. All right, Badger Bloody. I appreciate the call. I just I need... wanna... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no problem, man. I just want to say Bucky's going to Illinois. We're getting the dub tomorrow. <laughs> Badger, I forgot that's tomorrow. Now I got to So I'm going to see my girlfriend this weekend. And uh, the Jags and the Titans play tomorrow night. And I really want to be able to watch that game. But if I'm seeing the girlfriend for the weekend, I got I to gotta know when to play my cards and, and, and which cards to play. Right, because if I tell her, it's like, I really, I really got to watch this game. I really want to watch this game. She'll absolutely work with me. But if I do that for every game, then she's gonna stop working with me as much. So, do I want to play that card tomorrow with Badger basketball? Do I want to play it with basically an NFL playoff game with the the Jags and the Titans? I don't know. We'll see. I am quite into Badger basketball this season so far. Maybe I can get her on board. She seems like she'd really like Connor Siegen because she knows good players and she can spot talent and she has a good she has a good sense for these things big connor siegen couple we are thank you badger bloody i think we're gonna get the dub tomorrow too but it's hard to win in this league that's the big 10 608-321-1670 a text here from josh and sparta as we're starting to open up the lions packers discussion i hope they hit watson on some shorter passes this week to get him going early and not just a bunch of deep passes josh my man my guy 
That is the correct take to have. I think last week against the Vikings, for as good as everything went, and everything went great, right? You could still see that the Packers were struggling to create explosive plays on offense. Aaron Jones could get 8 to 10 yards of carry. That's great. And they were hitting underneath stuff. It was working well, but you can still see that that top gear isn't there quite yet. They still can't find ways to create explosive plays, and that's really hard to do, right? A lot of teams can't find explosive plays, but when Rodgers and this offense start to try to force explosive plays, that's when they start wasting plays, and then that's when we're living in second and 10, third and 10. That's really tough. So I'm with you, Josh. I mean, I said that about MBS. I've said that all year about Christian Watson. They don't need to be all deep bombs. They don't all need to be over-the-shoulder, brilliant deep Let him catch the ball and run with it like Jalen Waddell did two weeks ago against this Packers defense. I like that. That's easy offense. That's low degree of difficulty. That's sustainable. That's replicable. Josh, great take. 608-321-1670. Let's go back to the phones. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Grant, Matt, and Cross Plains. Welcome to the capital city, buddy. (laughs) Thank you, Matt. What's going on today? I'm thrilled to be here. I love being in Madison. I always think of Ben Kenny when I'm driving down the Beltway. Uh, and yeah. I always think of Ebo and Zach when I'm in the studio, even though both of them are torching me on Twitter right now. Oh, man. Let them, let them torch. Let them torch. It's What's okay. new? What's new? It's fine. Uh, fish, fish Fry Friday tonight at, at the bar I work at. What are you doing after work? Oh, there no, you no, your invite. Wait a minute. What bar? Morgan's Bar and Grill. Just down the way from, uh, from, where, you're, from where you're at. You oh, know? No kidding. Morgan's Bar and yeah. Grill. Well, it's, it yeah. is fish fry season. It's about it to is. be fit. Now that we're past the holidays, I want some greasy fish and fries. So I might take you up on that, Matt. Hey, there you go. Well, I'll be there at uh, probably like 630. But anyway, yeah, I like Josh's take too. You know, you got to get Watson the ball, you know, and we'll just pull out. Uh, you know, why don't we run that jet sweep that everybody's always talking about? Come on. Like, you know, I, get the ball in his hands, let him go. I love calling for the jet sweep because it's something that unites Packers and Badger fans. Like, Badgers fans, we, we think back to 2011 when they were running jet sweeps for, like, 25 yards a carry against Nebraska. And ever since, we were all, they never run the jet sweep anymore. Why don't they run the jet sweep? And we see it work with Watson. I think they pick their spots a little bit. They, they really wait for the perfect moment to use it. But I'm with you. Again, easy things for Christian Watson to do to get the ball in his hands and, and move in with speed towards the end zone. I love it. Yes. Yeah, same thing with uh, with Aaron Aaron Jones on that pitch play they ran a few times. I like that play, too. we got to get him involved right away, and I, I think we need a big game from Bob Tunyon. I think he's going yeah. to get, like, eight catches. That's my that's my prediction, and, and a touchdown for sure. They really disrespected the uh, the exterior of the Vikings' defense. A lot of pitch plays, a lot of toss plays, they really tried to get out on the boundary. I think with the Lions, they might just go straight at him because this Lions' defensive front really doesn't have anyone on the D-line or, or right behind the D-line at linebacker. It really don't have any playmakers there, any game changers. So I think the Packers might just try to run it down their throat. It wouldn't be the yeah, worst. Yeah, the only guy in their offense I'm really worried about is, you know, uh, St. Brown. He's a, he's a decent decent receiver. And uh, if we can uh, just put Jair on him and have Jair do a little gritty again, uh, yeah. it'll be good. Just yeah. keep the gritty going. I'm with you. Well, Matt, All I right. appreciate you calling in. Enjoy the fish fry tonight. Yeah, no problem. We'll talk to you later, Grant. Have a good day. Yeah, Bye. you as well. Have a great weekend. That is Matt in Cross Plains, 608-321-1670. And if you normally text the show, I have my laptop, so you can still text the same line. Uh, I don't want to start reading two phone numbers because that'll get confused, but wink, wink, if you know, you know, and you're used to texting the show, that number will still work, and I can read text as I read Josh in Sparta's text, who texted the normal line. Twitter also, at Wisco Grant. Let's talk Packers-Lions. I have a very simple reason that I'm really amped up 
about the Packers' chances, and it's a simple reason that I heard echoed on one of my favorite podcasts by friend of show, Danny Heifetz, and I want to play you the way he framed it because I think it'll better help me frame it. Wisco Sports Show, back in five minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports Show, happy Friday. My name is Grant Bills. I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. And if you'd like to, you can call and text the show, 608-321-1670. Look, I'm not going to go to war over how I treat the phones on this show, okay? I'm one man here. I got a bunch of computer screens in front of me. If I'm not talking, nothing is happening, right? It's not like I can butt out for 20 seconds to check the phone and then come back. I'm going to try to get to everybody. I'm trying. I'm really trying. I am. But if I miss you, I miss you. I'm sorry. You can text the show like you always do. You can tweet. And I'm really going to do my darndest to take your call. I promise, because I want to preview Packers-Lions with as many people as possible. This is a huge game. And we should hear from as many Packers fans and owners as possible. So again, I'm going to do my darndest, but if I can't get to you, I'm sorry, it's not personal. Let's go to the phones. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Eric on I-90. Eric. Oh, I'm, I'm a stranger in a foreign land in a different city here. It's good to hear your voice. What's up? A little slice of home. You're a sight for sore eyes, oh. Grant. And you're a, you're a voice for sore ears, Eric. What's up? Sun is shining in lacrosse. I just want to let you know that. Thank God. Uh, we I deserve it. from here. That's I can see it happy. from here. Makes me happy. I'm all, yep, I'm right off by Bangor, and I can see the sun is shining. Ugh. It's been a long time. It has. And it's time for Packer fans. I'm just going to say that, too. It has. The sun has not been shining. It's been very cloudy. Yeah, yeah. The sun shined bright on you on Sunday, though. <laughs> that it it really did. That it did. That it did. Now, let's go to the, the cleats issue. Okay. All right. I I personally haven't even thought about a cleat until I heard you speaking tonight. Yeah. Um. I don't think that. I mean, because I think a little bit of that is. What else are you going to talk about? Yes. Yes. The Vikings' performance, right? I mean, we're there's really, and we've got a lot of in today's sports world and today's reporting world. No matter what it is, news. Uh, politics, whatever, there's a huge vacuum, right, if there's nothing to talk about. True. Because there's so much, so many people talking, right? So they're going, well, it's, uh, the Vikings really sucked. Uh, and then they sucked. <laughs> so let's talk about the cleats. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so there's a little bit of that going on, right? And if you don't have the right cleats picked out, I mean, that's on you, right? It's a you problem. Yeah. Like, that's a you problem. And, and maybe, Eric, gonna... maybe you're onto something. And when a team gets beat so bad, and this was the same with the Packers in 2019, when a team gets so bad, you just need something to talk about. And it's more interesting right. to talk about travel or cleats or this or that than it is like, well, we couldn't block anyone. Or the offensive right. line. Like, that's uh, that's boring. We don't like that in the media. Right. Yeah, we tried uh, we tried gluing the two face caps to the bottom of the shoes. That didn't work, and <laughs> you know it's 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 all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you know that's more interesting. Um, but uh, 
yeah, that's my take on McQueen. Uh, the, the Vikings just played a really horrible game. Yeah, well, I think so, too. And again, I, you know, I, I'm friends with so many Vikings fans on this show. I, I don't want to badmouth them, but this week it's like ah, taunting. Cleats. It's okay. It's a little much. It's okay much. to badmouth them, right? Okay. I mean, okay. you know, yeah, it's, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson, he got taught a really good lesson that people aren't just going to let you run around out here All right. and catch footballs, right? Yeah. They're not just going to let you. Gonna That's what up. they've been doing, right? Yeah. Yeah, you got a good lesson. That's a good lesson for him. I like that. I like that, Eric. That's some good wisdom. Before I let you go, do you have any special plans for the weekend? Going to Lake Vietnam, Akagan. <laughs> oh, going up north. Snowmobiling? Going up north, yeah. yeah. Oh. Now, Eric, I don't mean to act like a father figure here, but snowmobiling is dangerous, and I think we forget that sometimes. Those machines, those snow machines can go very fast, and those trails are skinny, and in the day you can't see lights, so I, just, I want you to be careful. That's all. We're going to be careful, yeah, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm taking my beautiful bride with, and uh, we're going to go out and do just a little ride, and we're going to ride, you know, to a bar maybe, and have, you know, maybe have just one drink, and then maybe watch a little football, and, oh. and you know, it, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a real nice weekend. Right, Eric. I'm looking forward to it. Well, enjoy. Yeah. Have a great weekend. I'm glad that you called. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good weekend with your uh, beautiful bride. I will as well. I, I wish we were riding snowmobiles. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the call, Eric. Is what, what do we think about Lake Vietnam Akagan? I think it's hilarious, and I don't think it's problematic. There's nothing insensitive in that, is there? God, that's funny. <laughs> You've ever been to Lake Namakagan? You've been to Lake Namakagan, right? Most of us have been up there. You canoed in Trigo at the Everyone canoes in Trigo, right? You've at least maybe you floated a tube, maybe not even canoed, maybe you've tubed. I'm jealous. Although, serious note, in our society, we don't talk enough about how nasty snowmobiles are these days. You know, the engines that those things got in them. Like, you just, oh, I'll have a couple beers and ride around. There's no casual riding. Those things are, they're unbelievable. They're race cars. So wear a helmet, Eric, and uh, and protect your beautiful bride, as you said. 608-321-1670. Let's go back to the phones. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Dave from Hoka. Dave from Hoka. Oh, I thought I almost heard Dave from Monona there for a sec. I got scared. What's up, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year, Grant. Happy New I Year to called, you as well. I haven't called for a while, but yeah. uh, I'm going to have to piggyback a little bit on uh, with what you said. Um, congratulations on the Packers victory. Yeah. Uh, I think the Vikings totally sucked, but I'm not going to take anything away from Green Bay playing well. Yeah. I also wanted to talk about the cleats, and I totally agree with Eric. I mean, that is on the Vikings. They play there once a year yeah. in Lambeau. They know it's outside. They're a professional team. You better be prepared. Yeah. You know, we don't need any excuses. So I'm not buying any of that. The taunting thing, too, it's, hey, that's how it is in the NFL, right? big boy game, yeah. There's always some exactly. trash talk, yeah. Yeah. So... And actually, my wife and I are invited up to my sister-in-law and her husband, uh, who are Packer fans, Mm -hmm. along with my other sister-in-law and her boyfriend. They're Packer fans, all all in Packer garb. We came in our Vikings garb, and they were right away like, oh, Packers, you know. Yeah. As the game went on, it, it was actually boring. Now, it would be, you know, boring also for them because I was, you get all psyched up to take some ribbing, yeah. I was getting none, and I was disappointed. 
We we didn't know what to do with ourselves. That's why we were so surprised that it was going so well after the type of season that we've had and the season that the Vikings have had. At halftime, I was like, "Well, we're down twenty-one. Well, this is Vikings have us right where they want us. This is what they're used to, right?" Exactly, and you know, I think even uh, the Packer fans are probably expecting a closer game. Yeah. I certainly was, but oh, yeah. so it almost became boring. In fact, my one sister-in-law's boyfriend, uh, I looked over and he was sleeping. Uh, well, and he must, didn't have too much beer. No, he, he must, must not be beer. an owner. That's probably why he's just a fan. He's not an owner. Yeah, he's he not. probably he probably <laughs> is not an owner. But now Green Bay won. They're doing well. Be careful with Detroit, though. You know they've been playing better ball overall too. So. That's a real team. Yeah, that's a really good team. Dave, it where up, see, is. we're talking about up north. You said you were invited up. Where is where's up north? I'm curious. Or maybe uh, not that far north. Really. From us, I mean, maybe just slightly uh, up by just north of Holman. Oh, 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 oh. no, okay, I see. Nope, not up north, north. Uh, so. Not up north. You got to get north of Highway Eight. Well, I appreciate it, Dave, and I'm glad that we got to connect this week. And Happy New Year again. Thanks for the call. Yeah, likewise. Take care. That is our friend Dave from Hoka, the polite cousin of Dave from Monona, and it's the same with David Middleton. The other Daves are so polite, and then Dave is. I, I haven't heard from Dave this week. I think Dave's mad at me. Well, I know Dave is mad at me because he told me he's mad at me. Dave has been hopping in our Twitter spaces throughout the week. And I, I'm addicted to Twitter spaces. It's a thing. But I'm not in charge in these Twitter spaces. Maybe it's Tony from Texas or, or you know, the, the other hosts. I just kind of come and go. And, you know, Dave got in there and was making waves as Dave does. And then somebody muted Dave. Not me. I would never, as Ebo says all the time, I would never silence anyone's transmission. That's not what I'm about. This is a free country and free speech is the First Amendment. That's the First Amendment, right? I don't have them. I don't have them mixed up. Freedom of speech, freedom of press, freedom of assembly. Those are the big ones. Yeah. I'm not here to silence anyone. But Dave, uh, you know, doesn't like to be muted and is taking it out on me. So he said he's done with this show. I hope that's not true because, Dave, I so much enjoy our conversations. I really do. Uh, but you know, I, I get it. You're frustrated. That's fine. Take some time. Come back when you're ready. I didn't think we'd, uh, get so much interaction from Vikings fans today. It's not that I just felt like coming in to talk about cleats today. I really just wanted an excuse to play this clip from Jamal Williams. Sliding all over the place last week. Do you have any insight on the field conditions? That just put on the, the studded things and stop trying to look cute. That's it. That's it. Like, just play with the field. I understand people are scared to put them on. I don't know why. Honestly, I feel like it helps a lot. That's what helps me a lot when it's raining and it's muddy and all that. I'm like, just put on the stutters and go out there and play ball. Don't try to go out there and put on your little fancy cute shoes because they're cute. You know what I mean? Or whatever you think they are. And you out there slipping. And then after that, then now you got to use that as an excuse. So... We don't want excuses. We want to go out there and perform and go out there with a dub. So we'll be ready for the field. And that's Detroit Lions football right there. Twitter at Wisco Grant. Uh, got a tweet here from, I love Brewers Twitter so much. I am so deep into Brewers Twitter. I'm a Brewers Twitter degenerate. I am to Brewers Twitter what Ben Kenny is to college football message boards. It's a tweet from Shane. It says, Brewers holding an event. During a bad PR offseason, Adamus to attend, Arnold to attend, possibly an extension to be announced. That's my conspiracy theory. Interesting. I saw our friend Brett and Tosa yesterday talking about how the Brewers were so negative that they canceled FanFest. And instead they're doing, what is it, Brewers on, De- Brewers on Tap? 
It's at the Dugout 54, which I'm sure is a great place. I've never been. I've been to the Dugout 47 on French Island. That's a home run of a bar. Pun intended. Just to drive home my point of how much I love that bar. River City Mark texts in, Bud Grant would have never made that excuse about the cleats for the Vikings. Should be ashamed. (laughs) I love this show. Oh, my God. Let's take one more call before we go to break. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Grant is in Madison. Oh, Vagabond John. Hello, my my fellow citiesmen this evening. Yeah, that's right. We're about, uh, I don't know, maybe a mile away here at at the uh, the old house here. So good to to see you in town. Um, What was my main point now? I had a thing. Well, that first point well, was think- excellent. I'll just go. I'll, let me let me jump in and say this calls off to a, a roaring start. <laughs> I brain farted because I was scrolling on Twitter while phone was ringing, and that's no, okay. not new. Um, I think you and I should probably go hit State Street tonight and track down this four-star USC receiver, and you know. Break open a couple brews. Is that count as NIL? You know, if we head well, on down to the old red shed. Well, that's the thing. And, if, uh, if we buy him burgers, then then we're in the clear. It's just I've been told that coaches cannot do that. Ben Kenny was explaining this whole Harbaugh situation to me today. Yeah, we'll bring him over. We'll bring him down to the old Dottie Dumpling Dowry, get him the best burger in Madison. Oh. Then we'll swing on over to the red shed, get him a Long Island, and then we'll probably end at Mondays, and then no one will remember. And it'll be great. Mondays and he'll wake is up the, in the morning and he'll come miss. Mondays is the fish, but no, Wando's has the fish bowls, correct? I know things. Wando's I'm, has I'm the worldly. fish bowls. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. Well, I, that sounds like a, a smack dash of an evening. We could take him over to Matt's bar and, and get some fish fry as well. There you go. I think, uh, yeah, really excited about about that recruit being in town. If he were, if he commits. I am going to be, I don't know, cold water Kenny is probably going to turn to warm water Kenny, and I'm suddenly going to be an optimist. Yeah, bath It'll water be great. Kenny. Lukewarm Kenny. It'll take him a while to come around. Speaking of optimism, this Sunday, yes. uh, well, first of all, my fiance and I are going to a, um, a wedding convention Sunday morning, and I was actually going to send over the invite since, you know, uh, your engagement has been going on. <laughs> Wait, like a like a wedding show? Like you go and talk to music people and and flower people, like one of those? Yeah, they have the whole thing going on, and I'm like, well, my fellow engaged man should maybe I don't know if you're in town and the ladies in town. That's not true. <laughs> uh, by the way, and this is my best attempt to bait a Dave from Monona call. We always have a, a, a wedding show in Lacrosse, and our company helps put it on. And my job every year is to work as a greeter and then to model in the fashion show. So I always wear a tux. So Dave, if if you can not call in to bash me for that, then you have truly won. <laughs> We're getting there. Hey, on Sunday, if the Packers win, if they hold them under 16 points, the Packers will then finish the season, likely with a top 10 defense. Joe Barry still fired, yes or no? Okay, I'm glad you brought this up. I don't know that I want to do the has Joe Barry saved his job thing. I, I just, I don't know. Give him credit for what's happened. Let's see where this season goes. I, I don't know. It's like we have a an on or an off light with Joe Barry, whether he's fired or not. Matt LaFleur's not going to fire him. He doesn't want to fire him. I like that's very clear to me. Like we wasted three weeks talking about when Jordan Love should start, and that was an, a complete waste of time. And I feel like it's the same with Joe Barry. I agree. He's not be fired, but I would also argue that for the people out there that would argue, like, no, you should still fire him. Why would you fire a coordinator of a top ten defense? Because that's what they're playing for on Sunday. If they end up in a top ten defense. 
people are going to have to eat their words, and those words have already been said, and he has to keep his feet. So the Joe Barry hype train, I'm not saying you have to join. I'm just saying, you know, it, it's going, it's rolling on past. And maybe it's he, going he, down the track. There's he, a Johnny Cash song. Yeah, here, here's what's right happening. Now. I'm not on the train, but I'm I'm starting to jog alongside of it, and I'm slowly picking up steam. And in the near future, yeah. I could grab the railing and hoist myself aboard. Right. Uh, last note, if you are on State Street tomorrow night, Ron's Supper Club is playing down at the Liquid Nightclub. So I don't know if the girl of yours is into rock music, but you have the Mad Rock Festival happening at Liquid. Oh, doors open at 9 o'clock. There's six Madison rock bands. I think there's... Two really heavy metal bands, and then, like, the rest of us are pretty, a little more chill. So, uh, we're excited about that. Well, I appreciate you, and I hope you have a great weekend and a great show, Vagabond John. If I don't see you, enjoy the game this weekend. We'll talk next week. Sounds good. Later. Vagabond John of Ron Supper Club, which is a great band name. Let's take one break. We'll get to 5 o'clock, and then we'll reset the show after we get a sports update. Wisco Sports Show back after this. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Hanging out in Madison today. Madison affiliate. W-O-Z-N. Bummer we couldn't hear from Zach Halpern, but I guess he tried to call and I missed his call. Sorry. Sorry, Zach. I apologize. I want to talk more Packers, Lions, and share with you a take that I love from an analyst that I love, friend of show, Danny Heifetz. We'll do that after 5 o'clock. Lou and Madison sends in all caps, which I love. Uh, still fire Barry. The defense is playing good because of the talent, not him. Do we give him credit for making the adjustments that apparently his players asked him to make? They wanted to switch it up, so he did. I don't know. That's a real chicken or the egg situation. We can talk more about that. I just don't want to do the fire Joe Barry thing because I don't think he's getting fired and then that would make it a waste of time to talk about. Just my two cents. We can talk more after the break. 321-608-1670-608-3216. You know the thing. We're back in two minutes. No reason to get excited. The This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. I cannot stand Skip Bayless. And it's not because I have anything against Skip Bayless, personally. He can say whatever he wants. He can craft whatever takes he wants. He's on the TV every day and has been forever grinding getting up crafting segments working in a production meeting like that that man earns his time on the tv and people who say that he doesn't well you're just wrong i'm trying to defend skip bayless here i can't stand skip bayless because of how people react to skip bayless you have half of the people on twitter and in the sports world who are always like don't give him any attention Uh, the best way to get rid of him is to ignore him don't give him what he craves which is interaction that's half of twitter and god that is annoying and the other half of twitter and i'm looking at it right now there's a piece at barrett sports media right now is it time for undisputed to break up 
uh, so-and-so writes that the show cannot go on much longer in its current state. Why do we get sucked into this? You guys, it's their job to fight with each other. It's their job to come up with drama. And half of sports fans, obnoxiously, are always like, don't pay any attention to him. Don't don't mind him. And then the other half just analyzes his every move. Why is he still employed? Are they actually beefing or is this crap? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Skip Bayless is funny. He's entertaining. He's a foil. It's not that deep, guys. Everyone calm down. His tweet on Monday night wasn't even that bad. He's basically saying, wow, this is a huge game. The NFL has a big decision to make. The the result of this game doesn't even seem big anymore. And because Twitter is a a mob, it's mob mentality. Not to, I sound like Ebo, but I, in this instance, I agree with him. It was just a headhunt on Monday night. Guys, this this tweet wasn't even that bad. Why am I still seeing tweets about Skip Bayless? Let it go. Mini rant. I had to get that out of the way. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I hope you're having a great Friday. Whether you're going to a fish fry tonight, as is Madden Cross Plains, or whether you're playing a show like uh, Ron's Supper Club, which features our own Vagabond John on the drum kit, whatever you're up to, I hope you're looking forward to a great weekend. Badgers basketball this weekend, so I suppose we could talk about that if we want. It was mentioned earlier in the show. But, of course, we're mostly focused on Packers-Lions, which is a de facto playoff game on Sunday night. I'm very confident in the Packers. I've been saying that all week, which I don't normally say on the show. said a couple of times this year. Uh, I said that they were going to blow out the Patriots. They did not. That game went to overtime. I'm trying to think of other predictions I made about the Packers. I think the first Lions game, I was like, it's Aaron Rodgers versus Jared Goff. Guys, this isn't that hard. Uh, and so I guess this will be the third time I make a prediction. The Packers are winning this game. I think it's more likely that Jordan Love finishes this game than it is the Packers lose. Yeah, I went there. Yeah. 608-321-1670. Let's go to the phones. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Oh, my God. You took my call. Hey, this hey, hey amazing. now. Hey now. Hey, I got a lot <laughs> going amazing. on here. I got a lot going on here, Zach. I got a bunch of monitors. <laughs> I want to make sure I'm doing everything correctly because if oh. I if I screw something up, I'm all alone in the building. No engineers. This is I got a you know, I got big fish to fry here. I'm sorry I missed your call. I've been trying to get on the show for an hour ever since you called me out on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter bullies. No, no, uh, no, no, no. That's not a call out. That was an endearing, that was an endearing gesture towards uh, you. It was very much a call out. Uh, <laughs> I just didn't get back to you. I missed, I, I forgot. That's I fine. That's, that's, that's part of what I, I love our friendship, Zach, because sometimes we forget to respond to each other. That's one of my favorite things. I wish all my friends were like that. Then I wouldn't have to answer so many texts. Yeah, I don't think I've ever, you've ever forgotten to get back to me, but uh, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for doing that to you. No, it's um, fine. I don't. Either way, I, I have a couple questions for you. Okay, sure. Because Ben told me that you really like me asking you questions, so I, I have a couple. Well, questions Well, I, I just One, I like it because I don't think you like it, and that's it's just it's it makes me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. One. Are you getting married? No. Are you, I'm why not, are we talking? Why this, are you talking about wedding? Why are you talking? Someone said something about. Your missus, uh, you're taking your you're, you're taking your missus somewhere this weekend. Well, we, we you're, are. You're, we're, I'm sure we're going to go somewhere and do something. We're not engaged. This was started by Lacroix Butler on Twitter, and it's a good bit. It is really because now people are asking me about it. I used to do this to a teacher I had in high school, which was really mean. I would go around the school and tell everyone that she was engaged. She was dating another teacher, so then people would go up and ask her about it. And it was hilarious. She hated it. I was such a bad kid, and now it's being done to me. No, we're not engaged. No. Okay. All right. So that was one question. Okay. Um, so definitely engage. Number two, <laughs> yeah. are, are you moving to Madison, or is this just a, a, a weekly thing now? 
so you can be close to her on Fridays. No, th- no, I'm not. I, I love Madison. I have nothing against it. But no, she lives in Milwaukee. So when I go there for a weekend, I, I didn't I didn't think it was a big deal. Maybe, maybe this is obnoxious to some. I just I figured it's not a big deal to get a jump start on the drive. So I get to Milwaukee at seven instead of, you know, nine thirty ten. I was just asking. I was just asking. OK, a OK. I'm sorry. I'm being well, defensive. I, 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 I should like be. No, this felt, this felt like a dry run. Like you're 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 trying to trying to see if it's going to work for you down here. Whether the well, city is is too big for you, or whether you know it's, it's just the right side. Don't put don't put that. You think Madison's too big for me? Who, who do you think I am? Do you think I'm a Beverly well, you, Hillbilly? Don't make me answer these questions, Grant. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'm not, I'm not trying to insult a host here tonight. No, no, right? no, 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 no. Just, you would never. I'm just I'm just I'm trying to ask the questions that I had uh, that I was wondering about. Fair. So that's why I asked. You're a prepared right, interviewer. So, not moving to Madison and engaged. All right, so I got my two questions out of the way. What did you want to talk about today? Because it sounds like you're not talking to any Badgers, so I'm kind of surprised well, that you want anything to do with me today. You know, Zach, and here's the thing, and, and I'm glad that we had a chance to discuss this because I, I don't want you to ever think that I minimize you to one team or one topic. You're an outstanding guest on so many fronts. I, It's not that when the Badgers go away, you go away. I would have loved to ask you a Badger question or two, maybe a little Packers. You know, how are you? We, we never get it. You know, it's been a while since we've, We've chatted. However, Zach, there are some pretty amazing things going on with Badgers football right now. So, I mean, they got another recruit today. They got another in town. This is a great time to be a Badger football fan. I can't imagine a better time to be a Badger football fan because you didn't really like you didn't really know that Barry Alvarez was going to turn around. But this like so you didn't really know. And there's this different back then. Yeah, they yeah. Been good for a really long time. So 1993 was different. But the energy around this program on so many different levels is as high as I can remember. Yeah. And that's even them and that's even them winning like back to back Rolls Bowls in ninety ninety nine to two thousand or, you know, Brett Bielma winning three straight Big Ten titles. Like the energy was pretty good then, but yeah. this is just at a different just different level, man. And it's not just fans. I mean it's not just fans in Wisconsin. It's all over the country. We can we talked to the coaches yesterday and everywhere they go it's it's kinda like, oh my God, you guys got Luke Sickle. So and it's it's just building. This is a, a casual. Th- this is a question that would be asked by someone who didn't prepare for an interview. Okay, and I and I'm admitting that a, a I, college saying, football casual. No, 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 no. First of all, I'm I've started to pick out casual takes. I was discussing this with Ben. We can talk about that next. This is a very I need to fill time and didn't prepare question, but I'm genuinely interested in your answer. Did you expect this to go this? I was excited about Luke Fickle, but I like you know this a lot better than I. Could you have fathomed a couple of weeks ago everything that has gone on since it was announced that Luke Fickle was going to be the coach? I think what they did with Luke, Luke Fickle and what they did to get Luke Fickle made me think that they were all in. Okay, and so and so it kind of, but you didn't know, right? Like you didn't know that they were going to go get. Phil Longo, and it was going to completely change. And you knew they were going to change the offense, but you didn't know they were going to go and do what they did. And then Phil Longo having such a great history with quarterbacks, it's like, all right, well, getting ones to Wisconsin hasn't necessarily been the easiest thing. And then he goes out and lands three of them. So, I mean, it's, it's since that, I think really since the, the Nick Evers commitment, it's kind of all been like, yep, this is going to happen. And it doesn't guarantee success. It doesn't guarantee anything, but it certainly does rev up the uh, energy around the program and, and they, they kind of set it on fire, not set it on fire, but kind of like ratcheted it up even more yesterday with uh, Ben Kenny's favorite comment saying yeah. we want to win a national title and, um, you know, that's what we're going to do. I have no problem with it. Ben's a 95-year-old living in like a 25-year-old's body. Dude. But 
<laughs> I mean, it's just that's what what did you expect them to say? And it's not like they haven't said this before. Jim Leonard talked about it that same way. So um, I don't have a problem with it. But yeah. yes, that's 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 kind of what the feeling is right here in Madison. I don't know if you can feel that, you know, stopping in here for a couple hours oh, it's every couple of weeks. But that's there's just a ton of energy here. So uh speaking of Ben Kenny being an old man, I was listening to Bill's show on the drive here, and Bill asked Ben where he was watching the game. And I, and I thought of you, because I'm sure you hear stuff like this all the time. Ben said that he would be watching the Packer game at home, most likely. Maybe he'd go out, but he would probably, in his old age, at that point of the weekend, prefer to watch it at his home. Yeah, he's, he, again, he's a 95-year-old. He's a 95-year-old and a 25. You and him are the same age, right? About? I believe so, yes. I've never asked how old he is, but I think, yeah. yeah. you guys are about the same age. What are you going to be doing on Sunday? What, where are you watching the game? Well, okay. Well, I'll be watching at home, but that's because, oh, I, okay. for the most part, I prefer to watch Packer games at home. I watched in a bar last weekend in the Dells. By the way, I saw your friend Andrew Wagner in the Dells. We could talk about that for, for uh, yeah, we could do a whole other show on that. Let's, let's, but, let's, let's, let's leave that. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Um like I like watching at home because I can focus. You know, I can't be in the press box. I'm not a real journalist. God forbid I have takes on this team because I'm not there every day to see what they do and blah blah blah. I like watching at home because I because I feel like I don't miss things. When I go out, I feel yeah. like I miss things. I got you. I, I and I, you know what? I totally understand that. I get it. I get right. it. Ben's not doing that though. Like he doesn't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's, yeah. he's not a fan of the team. He doesn't care if they win or lose. Yeah. Uh, so like it's it's not a big deal. Ask him how he watches Philadelphia sports. And then we know he stays at home. He's like you. He gets annoyed with people around and needs to hear everything that goes on. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Well, Zach, while I have you, because again, you're so great on, on so many different teams. What do you think about the Packers? Like, that's such a terrible question. I feel like I need to ask you something more specific. No, no, it's, yeah, no, yeah. it's fine. Like I, the Jordan Love thing is a little bit out there for me, but it'd be hilarious. Um, considering yeah. how upset Detroit players are Aaron Rodgers disrespecting their them being one in six you know like I mean they were not a good team no at one and six they the Packers Aaron Rodgers threw them the ball three times in the I mean they they shouldn't have lost that game so yeah I mean I, I can understand but like you're you could potentially be playing for a playoff spot why are you worried about what a guy said um two months ago you know what I mean yeah. uh I, so I uh I like the Packers to win I've, I've liked them to win at Miami. Was kind of surprised that they ended up doing it, but I I, uh, I picked them and I picked them last week. And a boy, we'll see if they can they can finish it off. Um, I mean, it, is it really going to matter when they have to go to San Francisco next uh, next week? Probably not. But hmm. um, you just never know. You never know. And you, so you get in there and you give yourself a shot, and they, they'll be playing with house money once they're there. Um, I think they're kind of. I, I don't know. If, I don't even consider playing with house money at this point because all the expectations coming in, but if they get in the playoffs and they're going to San Francisco, no one's going to be picking them to win that game. So win this one and, and see what happens. Yeah, I'm in with that. Zach Heilprin, uh, the sports director at, at the station in which I'm currently sitting, WOZN in Madison. He's an outstanding contributor to this show. He hosts Kenny and Heilprin. You hear him with Ebo and, and with Bill. You're just all over the place. Uh, Badger basketball, really quickly before I let you go. Uh, this has become a Badger. I, I don't know what it is, Zach. I'm, I'm all in on this Badgers team. The last mm. couple of years, I've been like, oh, you know, big games. But like, I, I'm looking forward to games. I'm marking them on my calendar. Yesterday yeah. on the show, or was it two days ago, uh, me and a caller were trying to figure out which member of the Badgers basketball team is which member of the Dave Matthews band. Like, we're, we're all in on this team. Yeah, we're all in. <laughs> all in. I, I'm sure. Uh, I'm, yes. Uh, I am. I feel like a dangerous spot to be in. Um, okay. Just because. 
their margin for error is so small. Like, it's so small. We saw it on, on Tuesday night. Or you're up 15 and you end up winning by three and you needed a great defensive play to get it done. Um, and, I, and, like, that's, as you said, as you tweeted, that's Big Ten basketball, right? It's hard to win in this league. Yeah, yeah. it's college yeah. basketball. So I'm not going to you, – you never say any win's easy. But that should have been a win going away when you're up 15 and, mm-hmm. and you, could, you could do it. Now, that said, they played without Tyler Wall for an extended period of time. He's yeah. their yeah. leading scorer, their most versatile defender, and a crazily important part of their team. And for them to be able to get it done – is great. Tomorrow, I mean, look at the teams they play. Minnesota, Big Maryland, ten. Big ten. and Iowa. Big Ten. Not, not exactly murderer's row at this point. Um, and Illinois is 0-3 and desperate. So I think they're kind of they're walking into a, a tough situation tomorrow night or tomorrow, especially if Tyler doesn't play. Yeah. But, gosh, no one thought they'd be 11-2, right? No. So, well, Evo, really, Evo said fourth really or better spot. in the Big Ten. I don't know if you've heard. Well, he, said, he says it every year, and he, he has picked. So we do we do predictions for football every every week, right? Like yeah. Preview, you know, for the preview, and he has picked Wisconsin every single time. Uh, I've done a I've done a preview. Yeah. Um, so his record not great this year. I mean, he went seven and six. Okay, I, 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 I always keep you too long, and I said that was going to be the last one, but I, you want to answer this because you said Minnesota, okay. and, and my brain went, care to comment on what's happening in Minneapolis uh, in, in football with P.J. Flex staff? <laughs> care to comment? That's my comment. That's your it's comment? Hilarious. <laughs> it is hilarious. Um, I, look, I'm, these, some of these guys have reasons for leaving, and I totally get it, but I just really love the idea of people jumping jumping free and jumping away from that boat and jumping out of that boat um there you go because that guy yeah <sighs> i like living in new jersey and uh, living in new jersey instead of living in minneapolis Tough. what would make you do that uh, getting away from pj flack yeah i agree i just i i knew we'd want to have a good laugh about this zach uh i do have to tell you i i called you out on twitter that was meant as a friendly I, you you're a busy guy you're covering a million sports you got a puppy in the house now don't ever worry about not answering me but i appreciate you calling in and and i'm glad that we got you tonight this was a blast yep thank you grant appreciate it enjoy and uh yeah make sure to turn the lights out i will i'll leave you guys a note thank you zach heilprin (laughs) wozn sports director wow he's in a good mood what's up with that must be hanging out with the puppy I'm jealous. If you guys haven't seen Zach's puppy on Twitter, he's at Zach Heilprin. He's posted some pictures. That is wholesome Heilprin. That, I, I love that. That is an adorable dog. 608-321-1670. A couple of texts here, and then we can take a break. Jared and DeForest. I don't mean to bring up Bayless again. I don't even watch Undisputed, but I love how Shannon Sharp pronounces it skip. His draw, skip stubbornness, makes for an entertaining combo, and that's what the show is supposed to be. Arguments Daily. That's the thing. I used to be ashamed that I like watching cable sports programming. I used to hide it. I used to sit in silence and I like Cowherd. I'm not going to tell people, but I, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's like, you're not supposed to tell people about that. Oh, it's just, it's just all this produced crap. And given it's not as high quality as this show or any of the shows we have on our station, like Ebo or Bill, Kenny and Heilprin. But I I do really enjoy cable sports shows. I don't watch Undisputed, but I do love Colin Cowherd, who is a radio guy at his core. Now, I do watch his show. Sometimes I listen to it. I mostly watch. And I won't apologize for that because Cowherd is the man. It's his birthday today, by the way. Happy birthday, Colin. 
uh, and come on the show sometime. Also, I I, I want to be friends with Cowherd. I want to befriend him. I want to befriend Ken Council, and I want to befriend Colin Cowherd. I'm still scheming on both fronts. I also really love the show First Things First. And for everyone who says cable sports programming is just swill, that's not true. I really like First Things First. Yeah, they argue, but it's, you know, it's good-natured fun. And that's what sports talk is supposed to be, right? Correct? I don't know. It can't all be film study, you guys. It, it can't all be, like, it can't all be, fat. there has to be some fun in this. Sure, I had fun talking to Zach, that's for sure. Let's come back. I have a clip that I want to play you from the Ringer NFL show from friend of this show, Danny Heifetz talking about why he's picking the Packers this weekend. I completely agree. I I wish I would have worded it the way that Danny worded it because it's brilliant. So we'll get that coming up next. More of your texts and calls. 608-321-1670. Wisco Sports Show back after this. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, we appreciate Zach Heilprin, who again is on Twitter, at Zach Heilprin. I was going to ask him what he was doing this weekend, but I probably wouldn't tell me. And that's fine. You know, that's, that's just one of the many things I love about me and Zach's relationship. <laughs> he said, Zach said, he goes, oh, sometimes I forget to respond. I'm sorry. And I said, Zach, that, that's what I love about our relationship. And he goes, yeah, I don't think you've ever forgotten to respond to me, but whatever. No, I, <laughs> I, I do a lot of the maintenance between me and Zach. You know, there's there's always one person in a relationship that's lifting a little bit more. That's fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. Because Zach means that much to me. If I got married tomorrow, he'd be in my wedding. I keep saying it. I'll say it more. <laughs> 608-321-1670 if you care to join us. We're talking Packers-Lions, and I'm picking the Packers, as did Zach, as have many folks. And I, for me, it just kind of comes down to something very simple, right? I think Aaron Rodgers, Lambeau, Sunday night football against the Lions who are quarterbacked by Jared Goff. We can break down the running game and the offensive line and the secondary and all. Yes, we can talk about all the other things. Absolutely. But if you have to put your hard-earned money on one of these teams and one of these quarterbacks at Lambeau, Sunday night football, I... I don't know. You really need to sell me on the Lions. You would really need to sell me on picking Detroit. And I want to completely rip off and actually play you the part of this podcast where a friend of show Danny Heifetz basically says the same thing. Rodgers to beat the Lions to, because it's like I can't pick against Rodgers to beat the Lions in a late season search. Is that like wise analysis or is that like the laziest analysis possible? Because I look at this game and I'm like, I, I just keep thinking the Packers offense and honestly their attitude just does seem completely different the last few weeks and i don't know like so you're an eagles fan so like if the eagles did drop some out of the two seed and they had to play this seven seed the packers and the lions you're not really telling me you'd rather play the lions than the packers right so you can listen to the rest of that podcast it is the ringer nfl preview show uh hosted by our friend danny heifetz but steven ruiz and ben solak in there as well they talk about the matchups and the details and the secondary and the the trenches, you know, the coaching, all the different things. But football starts with the quarterback. A lot of times it ends with the quarterback. And I got the quarterback who's done this a million times. He's pretty used to beating the Lions in week 17, now week 18. Pretty used to beating the Lions with stakes at the end of the year, as we saw in 
2011, remember the Matt Flynn game? It's just that, but for a decade. And Aaron Rodgers has played in plenty of these as well. 2016, when they ran the table, scrambling around, finding Geronimo Allison in the end zone at Ford Field. I've just seen this movie before. You know what I mean? I It's like, oh, this is a rerun. Yeah, I've, see, I've seen this one before. So the burden of proof is on the Lions this week. Convince me why the Lions are winning this game. Sell me on why the Lions will win this game. Because at this point, I'm almost more confident that Jordan Love would finish this game than I would be confident that the Lions have any chance of winning. Maybe that's a little strong, but hey, it's sports radio. We, we sensationalize things. I'm a hot take merchant, you know? I, if anything, am scared of the Lions running game. We talked to, was it Vagabond John? Was it Matt and Cross Blaine? Somebody who called before 5 o'clock who brought up Amon Ross St. Brown. And they're like, Amon Ross St. Brown is really the only the only one I'm scared of. And, and that's fair, especially week after playing Justin Jefferson. Like, if, if you apply those principles to Amon Ross St. Brown and, and this wide receiving core of the Lions, obviously Jamison Williams is healthy now, and that's a deep threat you have to account for. I don't know that I'm terrified of the passing game, which will be coming from the small hand of Jared Goff in the cold. I don't love those chances. I don't love that combination. I'm scared of what DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams could do to this defensive line. That concerns me. That worries me. Because look what the Eagles did to the Packers. Look at what the Cowboys did. Like, there are teams that can run the ball and control the clock. And I think the Lions could do that. DeAndre, we don't even talk about DeAndre Swift. I'm scared about DeAndre Swift. I'm not scared as much of the wide receivers and the downfield passing attack that again, the ball's got to come from Jared Goff. We could talk about him on Ross St. Brown and Jamison Williams and Josh Reynolds and all these wide receivers that actually play pretty darn well. And they put up a lot of points, but it starts with Jared Goff. And that's my hang up. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Wisco sports show. Who's this? Am I on? Yeah, you're on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alec and Menominee. Alec and Menominee. Hey, what's up, Alec? Hey, Herb. First of all, how can we get you on the 1051 in the morning in Eau Claire? Oh, see that this is I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't like doing I don't I don't like doing these conversations cuz I like Dan. I like to, What do you mean in the morning? You want me to do two shows a day? I can't. I can't do that. I will keep that at a minimum. That's my <laughs> opinion. Anyway, for radio sports, gossip sake, if I'm not looking over the Lions like everyone says we should, but if yeah. Aaron Rodgers wins this game, gets into the playoffs, wins a game or two, given the circumstances of the season, what do you do with Jordan Love? He'll be, what, four or five years in the league? Time's ticking. Like, he'll be 25, 26 years old. Yeah. Still get something for him. What do you do? I mean, you got Aaron for three, four more years. I'm just curious. I yeah, well, and I've noticed this on on the national shows this week, as we say on local radio. Oh, the national media has picked this up this week because Rogers is talking about retirement again, right? And I yep. think that got people paying attention. I, I think this is Rogers being Rogers. You get old and you like saying old person things. Ben Kenny's twenty five. He loves talking about how he's old. I, I just think people like saying old people things. We like to be able to say old people things. And I think That's Rogers more. mentioning retirement is is part of that. I don't know if it means anything. Well, I just, I don't know. I think it's an interesting piece to talk about. If we lose, I think that conversation, well, position 1A, it will be there. So, I don't know. I just feel like I had a call. First time ever. I've been listening for years. So, yeah. take it for what it is. Have a good one. Go uh, next time we're in the nominee. Ooh. Give me a shout out on my video. Where do you, where do you want to go? Where, where would you go? If we could go somewhere in Menominee, what would be your spot of choice? 
are we like getting the bloody mary downtown in the evening or like going to close bar i, I right. need to know all right. All I right. Mean, well, they're all good. If we're closing the bar, we're going to Coyote Den. If we're <laughs> going somewhere for dinner, we're going to the log jam or the fuck right downtown. Oh, my God. If we're closing a bar, we're going to Coyote. We're going out in 29, huh? Hell, I'm there. Hell yeah. I mean, I'm there. I'll, 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 yeah, I'll obviously, I'm there. I just I, That's not what I expected you to say. <laughs> I love that awesome. bar, man. Anyway, have a good evening. Go back. We'll catch up. Yeah, you as well, Alec. Have a good weekend. Coyotes. <laughs> There's probably very few people that are listening, although I'd like to think we pull a decent rating in Menominee. Who knows? Yeah, that, that's not what I expected him to say. That's incredible. Oh, that's awesome. That's like that's like 10 minutes out of town, which in Menominee is like an hour. You, you got to understand, when you, when you grow up in a small town, driving 10 minutes is like nothing. You go up into the Northwoods, driving 40 minutes is driving 10 minutes in town. It's like, oh, let's go over to Iron River and have a drink. It's 40 minutes, but it feels like that because that's how it is in the Northwoods. Right, or if you go out west and all the towns are spaced out, 40 minutes is, is that. Whereas if you're in Madison, you, man, you might sit on the, the belt line for 40 minutes and may, maybe the express lane is open, maybe it's not. Maybe the semis are flying up and down, maybe they're not. I, I don't know. Ben Kenny normally keeps us abreast of these things. You brought up Aaron Rodgers, Alec, in Menominee, so I, I feel like uh, I can mention this. Aaron Rodgers and Mallory Edens are dating, apparently. I've seen this in multiple spots. I heard this on a podcast yesterday, but I didn't bring it up last night. Aaron Rodgers and Mallory Edens. As an owner of the Bucks, is this a conflict of interest for Rodgers? Dating another owner's daughter. And that's awkward. That's got to be awkward. I heard uh, I heard someone, the podcast that I heard this on yesterday was reading the article, and I don't remember where it was from. And the article was like, Mallory Edens has wanted in the spotlight for a while. This gives her a chance. And I was like, okay. <laughs> There's other, like, you are very, very rich. Very rich, richer than Rogers. Although Rogers has done very well for himself, even relative to other professional athletes, he's done really well for himself. Like this is my chance. I got to date Rogers. Why? Because he's like the one famous person in the state. I don't even think the Edens live in Wisconsin, do they? I think the Bucks owners live in New York, don't they? Hedge fund managers. Richie texts in or tweets in at Wisco Grant and says Lucette Brewing in Menominee. Richie, great pull. My sister works there. Actually, I was there over Christmas. I love Lucette. I want to get Lucette as a part of the show. I think we should, you know, listen to the show. Use promo code Grant. Get an extra slice of pizza, something like that. I don't know, whatever. I'm obviously big into marketing. That was my first idea, free slice of pizza. That's that's high-level stuff, guys. 608-321-1670. Twitter, at Wisco Grant. Let's take a break. Wisco Sports Show back after this. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show happy friday it is a fins up friday we'll listen to some buffet here in just a couple of minutes 608-321-1670 if you want to join us to talk packers lions or if you have an off the wall comment about badger football badger basketball the brewers heck why not it's friday anything goes big ron is in new jersey and is giving the show a call what's up big ron welcome thank you um you know i guess packers lions i really do like the Packers in this game, uh, you know, regardless of whether the Lions have any, you know, anything to play for or not, regardless of the outcome of the Seattle game. I mean, I'm, I'm like you. I think I heard you say on an earlier show this week that you would prefer to um, 
Was that you that said that you would prefer that the Lions have something to play yeah. for to make it a true? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm as a Packer fan. Yes, I selfishly want my team to have the best chance to get in. But as a, a fan of the NFL, as a fan of the league, I just I think a true playoff game would be awesome. Yeah, and I, I just think you know we're a much improved team since that first meeting. The first meeting, you know, to take, I guess, words out of Jari out. Um, Jari's mouth uh, yeah. was kind of a fluke too. It was just fluky, you know, and um, and we we just really improved starting with the game after that Detroit game with the Dallas game and the, the emergence of you know Nixon in the return game and and just you know I mean letting Jari you know mirror the best receivers you know I think he can take out St. Brown and you know he can double him and you know I'm just a little worried about our run stopping but that has been improved a little bit. You know, so that's kind of my um, Packers take. As far as the Badgers, I really – it blows my mind that uh, Connor Asijan does not get more playing time. Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder if Connor Asijan came onto this team and Bo Ryan was the coach if he's played a single hey, minute up until know, this point, you know. He's talking up Jordan uh, Davis. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But, I mean, if you look at their stats per minute, Asijan is – He's lighting it up. I mean, he's the, in my opinion, he's the best player on the team. He's a scorer, man. He just he yeah. puts the ball in the bucket. And I think traditionally, Badgers basketball has looked for players who can do a lot more than that. It's not just about scoring. I think the program has come a long way in, you know, just my lifetime. I mean, Sam Decker barely played. Like, Josh Gosser, he played as a freshman, and it was insane to even comprehend that he was doing that. Decker, a, a little bit of the same when he broke onto the scene, but... I think Greg Gard is smart. I like how he uses him. He brings him off the bench when they need a little kickstart on offense. And I don't see maybe by the what the end of the season why he can't be in closing lineups or or play more significant minutes. Just because he doesn't start doesn't mean he's not out there in, in the most important moments of games. No, I agree with you. Although, I I don't know. I feel like the last couple of games, he just, even in the second half down the stretch, like in that Minnesota game, I feel, I feel like he wasn't in there as much as I wanted him to be in there in the second half. Yeah. But I, 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 do, I do like that spark plug off the bench because we just really don't have any other scores coming off the bench. Um, you know. Yeah, I do. And whatever happened to Neath? He, he was, is he injured? Uh, that's a great question. I think he is. Yeah, let me... He's still on the team. I swear he's still on the team. Yeah. He is on the team. I've seen him. I've seen him on in like huddles and stuff on the bench. But he, he was getting minutes last year down the stretch. Yeah. And now it's McGee who's getting minutes instead yeah. of these other guys. I don't know. I'm not totally prepared to tell you why or what's up with that. Okay. And I apologize well, for that. Well, I let well, you know. well happy fins up Friday, man. Hell yeah. Fins up Friday, Big Ron. I appreciate the call. Have a great weekend. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Fins up. It is Friday. Oh, love me some Buffett. I really got into it. So you guys know the Twitter account, Drunk David Stearns? Big staple on Brewers Twitter. Again, I'm, I've been getting into the weeds with Brewers Twitter recently. Uh, well, Drunk David Stearns transitioned to Drunk Matt Arnold when the move was made. And I guess he's just a huge parrot head. Like he tweeted me his top 16. Cause it's probably everything that he could fit in a tweet. He tweeted me his top 16 Buffett songs. Should we embrace debate? He is son of a son of a sailor. Number one pirate looks at 40. Number two, Southern cross three. Why no? And I know at four growing older, but not up at five Margaritaville at six love and luck at seven. That's, that's a nice pull. 
Uh, head hurts, feet stink, don't love Jesus at eight. It's a little bit of a deep cut. I love that. Changes in latitudes at nine, tin cup chalice at 10, one particular harbor at 11. He went to Paris at 12. Grapefruit, juicy fruit, 13. Lovely cruise, which I, I love that song. That's 14. Uh, kick it in second win is 15 and pencil thin mustache at 16 pencil thin. I'm glad that you got that on there. It's impossible to make a top list of Jimmy Buffett songs because there's so many uh, migration would have to be on my list. Um, fruitcakes is its own thing, but I love fruitcakes. So we were tweeting about it a little bit last night. Anyways, drunk Matt on. Oh, I was trying to think why, why did we start talking about this? Yeah. Big Ron brought up Buffett 608-321-1670. I was talking yesterday with Mike Clements, who gave us this Adam Stenovich cut about the offense, and it got my brain rolling, and I started to think about this a little bit more, and I have some things that I want to say about it and some big-picture things that I want to say about the offense, but before we do that, for those of you who may have missed it yesterday, this is Adam Stenovich. Oh, yeah. yeah. By the way, extra context, he was asked whether or not the fourth quarter against the Bears, that comeback, was a little bit of a turning point for this offense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you know, we've been saying it to the players all year. Stick with it. You know, just trying to keep everyone together, keep everyone believing. Because um, you you could see the potential in what we had, and just things weren't working out for a lot of different reasons. And so, when you have a moment like that, a comeback in a, a special game like the Packers Bears game, and you know, defense makes plays, offense makes plays. Um, special teams makes plays. We had a block kick in that game. Just all kinds of things where you're like, okay, we're playing together, and then we were able to keep that momentum going um, and be where we're at right now. So, yeah, that I think that's a huge point in the season, obviously. Stick with it, stick with it, stick with it, stick with it. And I was talking to Mike Clemens last night, and I, I started to think about the entirety of the season. We've been pretty reflective this week. And you think about how long ago – the Giants game was speaking of up north. I was up north that weekend. I was camping up by Lake Superior and we were fly fishing. And I listened to that game on the radio when I was fishing and it is now 2023. It's icy and snowy outside. That's a long time ago. You know, the weeks go slowly, but the season goes quickly. Isn't that what they say? The years go by the days go by slow, but the years go by quick or whatever. There's some, you know, it's written on, a wall in someone's kitchen somewhere. You, you know the, the line of logic that I'm trying to get across right now. I think week to week, the season feels like it's going slowly, but all of a sudden now we look back and it's, oh my God, remember the Giants game? Remember the Vikings game week one? It was a long time ago. And we talk about the NFL season as this mad dash. Every game matters, right? It goes by so quickly. It's not the slog of baseball or the long drawn out regular season of the NBA. And I think because the NFL is so so much faster than NBA and and MLB. We get in our head that the season goes by in a blink of an eye. And the same teams that start the season are the same team that finishes the season. And there's no ups and downs. There's no twists and turns. There's no development. There's nothing. No, actually there's a lot of time in the regular season for a team to figure out this and improve on that and make an adjustment to this position group and to switch scheme on this side of the ball and et cetera, et cetera. I, we think of the Commanders game or the Giants game or the Jets game, and it doesn't seem like it's that long ago, but it is, right? And I was listening to the Ringer NFL show earlier today, and I played you that little clip of Heifetz talking about Goff versus Rodgers, and Steven Ruiz, I thought, made a really good point. Good coaches figure things out, right? Trial and error, 
right? A little bad luck, a little good luck, a little adjustment here, a little switch up there. Good coaches figure things out. Good players figure things out. Malifleur is a good coach. I think we questioned at times this season whether or not he was a great coach, but that's part of the ups and downs of a, again, long NFL season. The NFL season isn't long relative to baseball or to the NBA, but it's long. Months and months and months when the season started, I I went to a Brewer game that weekend. It was warm outside. I wore shorts. And it doesn't feel like the NFL season is that long, and it doesn't seem like there's enough time over the course of an NFL season for a team to completely and fundamentally change on defense and to develop and build chemistry on offense. It doesn't seem like an NFL season would allow for that, but it absolutely does, right? Good coaches figure things out. Good players figure things out. There's trial and error. There's adjustment going back to the drawing board. And that's what I hear Adam Stenovich talk about here. I think this is his way of saying, yeah, the Bears game was a turning point, but guys, this is a season-long process. There's 17 games. We're always developing in one way or another. We're always adjusting and trying to figure things out. I want to listen to this one more time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we've been saying it to the players all year. Stick with it. You know, just trying to keep everyone together, keep everyone believing. Um, Because you could see the potential in what we had and just things weren't working out for a lot of different reasons. And so... By the way, those reasons could be injuries. Uh, They could just be a bounce of the ball, bad turnover luck, bad scheduling luck. Like, it's not even reasons completely and totally dependent on the Packers and their performance. There's a lot of noise week to week, right? There's a lot of... This flag was thrown here, and the defense was hurt by a penalty here, and NFL games are played on a knife's edge. Say it with me. It's hard to win in this league. So the Packers early on in the year, I don't think they were a fundamentally great team, but what Adam Stenovich is saying, kept telling our guys, stick with it, stick with it. We have the potential. We can be a really great team. It's just not working out yet, right? And I cut that sound bite off. I want to listen to the rest of it. And so when you have a moment like that, Bears a comeback game. in a, a special game like the Packers-Bears game, and, you know, defense makes plays, offense makes plays, um, special teams makes plays. We had a block kick in that game. Just all kinds of things that where you're like, okay, we're playing together, and then we were able to keep that momentum going um, and be where we're at right now. So, yeah, that I think that's a huge point in the season, obviously. I think that's a big part of it, too. you got to make adjustments. you got to tweak your team. But Stenovich there said you got to keep that momentum going. When you have a game where you get a little bit of luck and things finally go your way and the ball finally bounces your direction, and, and you might get a flag or two that goes your way instead of the other way, when you get that opportunity, you got to build on it. you got to keep it going. And I, I got a lot of qualms with this Packers team, and with Joe Barry especially, but one thing I've been saying this week, when this team gets a little sliver of light and a little opportunity, they maximize it. And that's a really, really valuable trait for an NFL team. You know what I mean? That's a really valuable thing to be able to say. To say, hey, when we get a shot at just this, we can turn it into this, that, and the other thing right? That's a chef who only is given a couple of ingredients and can turn it into a great meal. You don't need to give this Packers team the world. You just need to give them a little daylight, and they've really shown that they can do a lot with it. I'm so excited for this game on Sunday night. 608-321-1670. Twitter at Wisco Grant. Let's take a break. Get our fins up. It's Friday. Let's listen to some Buffett. Wrap up the Wisco Sports Show next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Not only going out to Wisconsin and the great Midwest, we're going around the world tonight, Parrothead. 
Watching the sun bake. This is the Wisco Sports Show. Fins up. It is Friday. You know, I've contemplated using different Buffett songs every week, and I think Hardo Parrotheads would really enjoy that. I want this to be as accessible to the masses as possible. So I think we're just going to keep it simple with Margaritaville. Uh, there's no reason you can't dress it up a little bit here and there. Maybe, maybe some Jimmy Buffett sound bites, some quotes, you know, stuff like that. Really make it fun. My name is Grant Bills. I'm on Twitter at Wisco Grant. And over this break, I saw a tweet that I absolutely love from a man who I believe is from my hometown. I think Zach Cruz is from Menominee. He won't follow me back on Twitter, but that's fine. He tweeted. <laughs> Packers wire. He tweeted after Sunday, the Packers won't play another home game this year, even if they make the postseason. What if the NFL wanted to put the neutral site AFC title game at Lambeau Field, which may or may not happen. We didn't talk about that today. The poll is love it or hate it. So basically he's asking if the AFC needed to move a game to a neutral site because of the standings. uh, What would the word be in the AFC? Because of the complications that are arriving from what happened on Monday night and the cancellation of that game. If the AFC had to move a title game to a neutral site, well, what about Lambeau Field? Would you love it? Would you hate it? I, I said, love it, even though the NFL wouldn't do it. I love it because it would be another chance for the national broadcasters on Fox or CBS or NBC to shove Lambeau Field down the throats of other fan bases. And I love that. This is one of my new petty things I'm enjoying this year. Because when the Packers play on prime time, especially on Sunday Night Football, the announcers just go goo goo for Lambeau. Oh, if you've never been here, if you're a football fan, you simply gotta go. A, a, a church of football, a cathedral of football history, like they go over the top. And I've really started to love it because I think other fan bases watch it and they go, oh my God, and they get sick of it. And that makes me laugh. That brings me joy. That makes me happy. So for that reason, if we could get a bonus Lambo game in the playoffs for Chris Collinsworth to just go nuts and to rant and rave about how Lambo Field is great. And this would be especially great if the Vikings were to be eliminated from the playoffs and they're sitting at home watching some game and they're like, oh, season didn't turn out the way we wanted crap. And then they got to turn on the TV and in a game where the Packers aren't even playing announcers are going nuts over Lambo, and they're showing the same B-roll of people parking in yards and the Cheesehead factory and the fire truck symposium thing in Appleton. I don't know. I've never been there, right? They're showing all these different things. Oh, that would make me laugh. That, that I just, yes. So I'm all in on that. Uh, if you agree and feel like you need to tweet about it, like my generation feels like they need to tweet every thought that comes into their head. I am on Twitter at Wisco Grant. A couple of texts to get to before the end of the show here. And again, if you're used to texting the show, I, I have the same number for calls. I'm in WOZN today, so the number's been different, but a couple of texts. <sighs> Mike in Colorado says Matt LaFleur has to come up big again, and the Packers will be fine. Yeah, execute. Chunk, 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 chunk down the field. Low and slow. Dominate time of possession. That's been the recipe the last couple of weeks. They need to continue that. Matt LaFleur is no doubt a part of that. Thank you for the text, Mike. Uncle Buck. Says, Grant, I know it's all Packers today, but any thoughts on the Brewers Clubhouse burglary and stealing Craig Council's shaving kit? Yeah, I mentioned that right away at 4 o'clock. Interesting item. I'm going to go Galaxy Brain and say that this guy is a baseball hardcore fan, and he thinks that Craig Council needs to grow a playoff beard for his team to truly succeed, and therefore that's why he stole the shaving kit. That is my stance as of now. Thank you, Uncle Buck. 
And Chuck says, I suggested that on Bill's show, uh, but he said Indianapolis is a likely site. Yeah, it's central. It seems to make sense. If it was Indy Buffalo or Kansas City, like that location just seems to make sense. It's central. Uh, and it's it's the Big Ten Championship game is played there. The combine is there. It's a place where a lot of football happens and a lot of football things go down. So I, I'm with you, Chuck. Indianapolis seems likely. And I don't think they want to do it outside. And Lambeau, for people traveling in and out, it would be hectic, right? Because it's one thing to drive from Eau Claire to Green Bay on 29. It's another need to fly into Green Bay as a fan base and as a media for a playoff game. A little different. Badgers basketball this weekend. We got that. Packers-Lions, a de facto playoff game. I'm hoping it is a true playoff game and both teams are playing for it. (laughs) On Sunday night, I know that's bad for the Packers, but that's what I want. That's what I'm hoping for. So enjoy all the games. Enjoy the weekend. I can't wait to come back on Monday. Talk to you then. Listen to some Buffett this weekend. It's good for your soul. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you Monday. What can we say? Thank you all very much. You sure make a a boy from Mississippi feel right at home in Wisconsin. Thank you all.